0: And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at oceamalibu.com, code SUMMER.
1: Day one in the U.S. Open. We've had eight five-set matches. We've had some amazing comebacks. And no first round would be complete without some early upsets. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm, I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny I'm Henry Laksin. I'm Peter Turepko. And you are you're listening me. to Thank the Game to me. Love podcast. So Grand Slam Tennis is back on our screens and we got treated to, well, some amazing tennis in this first day. Uh, So many matches to go through. You're going to take us through some of the results, JG.
2: Well, let's start with the men's side. Um, We'll just focus on the US Open today. We'll do no challenges or anything like that. But there's so much to get through, like you said, Ben. So I think probably the best place to start is the epic match, which was Schwartzman versus Cam Norrie, the Brit. Yeah. And um, I know you was watching most of that game, wasn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a real thriller, really. I mean, I was surprised no one really was giving Cam Norrie a chance against Schwartzman, and especially with the performances Cam Norrie put out in Battle of the Brits, he'd beaten Dan Evans, who is yeah. like top 30 player. And you know that he can bring it on, on like his day, really. And yeah, yeah. it went to show in this match, he went two sets down and Schwarzman was hitting lines and it didn't think there was any way coming back for Cam Norrie, but just something just clicked in that third set. The serve started popping and I think he started exploiting the fact he was a lefty, which I yeah. think started really affecting Schwartzman. His backhand was really on point for those last three sets. No, I'll be
2: honest, I did not see it happening at all. I thought Swartzman would quite comfortably walk it. But with Norrie, there's all, he, he has that like a big match mentality, I feel. He seems yeah. like the guy on the British side who's able to rise to a big occasion. I've seen him play some other good players in the past, and he seems to always rise his, uh, raise his game significantly against the better opponents. So it bodes well for the future, if he can maintain to do that. Um, I think that sets him up next for... We'll get on to the other game, but Corrier. another upset, Correa.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: So Correa was able to beat... Uh, Jason Jung. <laughs> yeah. Jason Jung in the first round, was underdog. Uh, we know how good Correa is, but predominantly he's more of a clay court player. Yep. Uh, he's got a brilliant forehand. We always laugh Crazy. about that. We, when, we, <laughs> when we play, so we always say, oh, can we get a Correa forehand?
1: Yeah. Um, so impressive i was in well obviously jason jung had all of that success in the atp events which was at the back end of last year and uh you thought he might uh, hit the ground running again but courier we know him he's just got that forehand mate and tough person to come up against really but it looked like jung might have had some problems there. He obviously retired in the third set and there yeah, yeah. was having some niggles there and whether or not it was a just uh, retirement or not. We're
2: going to see a lot of it though, Ben. Like playing five sets after not playing tennis for so long is very difficult. And we've seen it in Cincinnati, some of the players struggling when they first started out in the first few rounds, the quality yeah. wasn't quite there. Uh, obviously we saw Pelka withdrew in that as well. There was a few, it's going to take time for the players to be getting back to their best and being fully fit. So we're going to see a lot of retirement. I'm surprised there wasn't any more to be fair. As far yeah. as I know, on the men's sub, that was the only one from the first round. Yeah. Um, so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. That's what we've, only got, well, we've only done one half. We've got another half later on today. Yeah. Um, we wasn't able to bring the podcast earlier on today because it's just too late for us. <laughs>
1: it's like 4am it. yeah, yeah, we
2: was up watching most of it, but then to then do a podcast, to edit a podcast and film it and then work the next day, it's just, it's beyond us
1: for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think I fell asleep halfway through a Pelka Gotham. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the limit, I think that was about half one or something. And yeah, it was a long old day yesterday, it was so much excitement and so much tennis. But yeah, should we look over some of the other matches? There's so many to uh, to look over. So, well,
2: let's start with the main man himself, Novak. Yeah, yeah. obviously, he played Damien Zazmar, yeah, and it was. I don't even know, man. It was just wasn't the most exciting of matches. It was just a case of Djokovic just outplayed him from the from the start to the end. And uh, Damir could not really get
1: close to him. It was your classic Djokovic first round, wasn't it? Coming yeah, out. but he was Djokovic
2: wasn't even playing like he seemed to be not even hitting through his shots, he was just playing like just comfortably, trying to Didn't win the points to. obviously. But he was just playing at fifty percent and completely creamed him to be fair. I think it beat was... him in three sets, wasn't yeah. very long.
1: I think he took his uh, foot off the gas a little bit. But obviously, he's just played a whole week, uh, a whole tournament, and one of Cincinnati Masters probably needs to not go at full pace straight away in this tournament yeah. and take, take his foot off the gas for the first round, at least. But we obviously know in the next round, he's up against the Brit, Carl Edmonds made yeah. it through after a shaky start there against Bublik. Which yeah. you, you sort of predicted that he would give him a bit of a test. Well, with public, he's not an easy opponent to
2: play, for sure. No. So I can understand why it is a bit tricky for him. But it, like you say, he come through and won it, so it doesn't really matter, really, the first set. Yeah. So yeah, it's all set up now for an Edmund-Djokovic match in the second round. I still think that's pretty <laughs> easy for Djokovic. I don't see Edmund causing him any problems whatsoever.
1: Um, be- should be an uh, easy day at the office, because we know that Edmund... He's not in at his best when he's playing someone like a Djokovic. We still didn't play, obviously. Yeah. Last was that? Uh, was it last year when it was? I think he lost in straight sets to Djokovic last. Just yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, but that was when I was gassing up Edmund after he came on the comeback. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I know he came back and won a couple of matches, and then I was telling him to take up. Yeah, because I remember we was watching
2: that match in the office, remember? Yeah,
1: but what did he yeah. do? It was a. Too, too much too soon. But you never know. Not Murray, uh, well, Murray. Edmund might turn up. You, if he turns it on, maybe early doors, he might be able to nick a set, possibly. But
2: No, jo- I just don't see it happening, man. I'll don't be completely honest with you. But one point I do want to talk about quickly before we uh, yeah. move off away from Djokovic was, uh, you must have seen it, where he sort of was pulling Damir all around the court. Yeah. He ended up lobbing him. Damir had to then pull out a tweener yeah. It was a really good shot. Got it over. Djokovic is just there, staying strong, volleyed it straight back, and then just he sort of then the point was then become more very neutral. Damien got himself back into the point, but then Djokovic just pulled off the most sublime um, drop shots I've ever seen. It was really good, just t- nicked the top of the net. He apologized, but it's just perfect. A really good shot, and yeah, it just shows it? Djokovic now the way he's playing that makes him now how many how many one in the row? It's
1: at twenty four now.
2: 24, which is ridiculous. And Still going. He's, he's, his records 41. What he did in 2013. Yeah. So let's see if he can get close to that record. Well, he's going to have to win the U.S. Open first. Oh, um, exactly. Don't put it past him. Uh, you wouldn't put it past him in the form he's in. He's probably playing. You could argue some of his the, the best. Spell of tennis he's ever had. I don't know. It's hard awesome. to say because he's had so many of these spells. he's
1: Had coronavirus as well, don't think. <laughs> <Yeah>, so it's <laughs> going to be. He's doing well considering he's recovered from that. And, a, plus and,
2: his whole injury thing with his neck and everything as yeah. well. So, and
1: I want to a beast. Yeah, let's make a point of saying there's people commenting saying that we we're, we're not picking Djokovic as a favorite for this U.S. Open. We both think he will win the competition, but that is why when Actually making another pick like Because isn't it a little bit boring And safe to be just picking Djokovic Every time a Grand Slam comes around So that's why I've gone for Batista Agut and you've gone for Who we'll get on to now Stefanos Sitapas.
2: Yeah well who, so comfortable wasn't it oh, Three yeah. sets he just walks it And um, it's looking Really good for him
1: to be really easy. I didn't
2: actually watch too much of the game But I saw some of the highlights
1: Yeah and it's um, easy Literally walk in the park. And he, I thought it was interesting. It was like a vintage, uh, pass. He plays a different style of tennis when he plays against people who he knows he can beat, I think, I feel. And this was like one of those matches against someone like Ramos, uh, he, he could just hit... You know that he was incorporating much more slice in his returns yeah. before. Now he was just straight back to all top spin returns. Everything was all top spin. And he, it just against someone like that, he just shows he doesn't need to. It was an hour and 40 minutes. See you later. I'm going off for a rest. And now, uh, yeah, he's up against <laughs> Mr. Chip and Charge in the next round. Maxime Cressy. So
2: I didn't catch a, any of that game either It's just so hard isn't it to one. watch all of these matches Because there's so, so many You can, you basically so have to choose which ones you want to watch at the time Yeah. And uh, I just find the whole evening Just get absorbed watching US Open tennis So, But Literally. what I can say about Kresli I've seen him in the past We know what he's like Brilliant hardcore player The American yeah. guy uh, Predominantly what he does is a chip and charge He loves coming to the net He fancies himself with volleying He's pretty good at it I must admit Sometimes yeah. it can be quite easy to predict Because if he's doing it Nine times out of ten, the opponent, if they work him <laughs> out, they just blast one at his body or just try and lob him or just pass him. But It's still difficult to do. It's easier in practice than in practice, but he's a good player. But I f- I just don't see him matching. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be another situation straight, where he's going to get through straight sets, 3-0. Yeah, you I never mean, know in tennis. I think, well, City Pass is my tip to win it. And I feel like the draw, I saw his side of the draw and I thought, he's got some good matches to start off with. That's why I thought maybe if he can build a bit of confidence, obviously it's going to be good if he can get get these games out of the way, these yeah. matches out of the way in quick um, succession, because it means he's not on court so long. And hopefully he'll be able to reserve as much fitness as he can when he gets to the latter stages playing against some of the big players.
1: Oh for sure, and that's one thing that I didn't do in making my pick of <laughs> Batista Agut, Someone who's up against Tennis Sangren, as we know today, and yeah, yeah. Tennis Sangren can turn up on it against anybody. So I'm just hoping Batista Agut has just continues that form from the Cincinnati Masters over and can just dispatch him easily. I'm hoping. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Roberto.
2: Well we'll see I think you'll be all right, but back to uh City Pass's yeah. quarter. We may as well go through some of their matches to see who he could potentially face in the in the in round three. Sure. And that is he's well, in that quarter you've got Londero Donskoy. Yeah. Obviously, the fan favourite of
1: the podcast. Yeah, Donskoy. Uh, and um, out, I don't it. know, I expect a bit better from him. It's a shame you couldn't really nick
2: a set, yeah. I know. I but Londero's a really good player and um he was quite easy for him in the end, beating 3 0. Not yeah. much more to say about that match. And then Pablo Anderha Koric, that was the other match. Koric was quite Easy. comfortable there as well. Yeah. Pablo's not really been playing very good tennis of late, I've noticed. No,
1: more clay quarter as he's well. He's a very really, experienced
2: player, but he's just not been at the level we've seen him in the
1: past. I thought an interesting one on the, the next one down was uh, Lajovic, or Lajovic, which is probably the correct pronunciation, uh, against uh, Igor Jurisimov, which obviously yeah. he was the outsider, which we know what an incredible hardcourt player yeah, yeah. he is. He's taken out Lejevic in the first round. So that's a really impressive scalp. Uh, so obviously, Leovic is, is one of the seeds. Yeah. He goes out early doors.
2: Well, he was the first seeded men's player to go out in the tournament. And, um, yeah, it's really good for him, Jurisimov. We know how good this guy is. We know our capability is, and it's just a really good achievement to be able to win that game. And now it's going to set up a really good match against Jordan Thompson, who beat Stefano
1: Travaglio. Yeah, Thompson. It's one I said, you want to keep an eye on him in these early rounds. He's got quite a nice route, really. Because if he gets past uh, Jurisimov in the next round, which is not going to be easy, (laughs) I think he can do it. He would come up against I'm edging
2: more on the side of Jurisimov in that match.
1: Mm. I don't know, I'd go probably more Thompson, but Jurisimov, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it. And then we've got Kukushkin and Garin in the other side, who they could both come up and face. Yeah, uh, so
2: Kukushkin beat Attila
1: Ah, Attila.
2: I mean, man, I was watching that match, to be fair. I watched a lot of that. And it just seemed like there were so many opportunities for Attila to serve out for the sets, and he just didn't take them and got broke every time. I think he was serving out for the, the first set and the second set. Oh, no, the first set and the third set. Yeah. But he was just unable to do it and he just got broken. And then after getting broken, he then got, he then was un- unable to then, um, to break the other guy's serve. And then he, he broke straight back, straight back and won the set. So it's just, it's unfortunate for him. It's a bit of a bridge too far. We know how good Kukushkin is. We remember watching him at Wimbledon. We yep. were sitting there watching him versus John Isner last year. And we saw, obviously, Kukushkin won that match. We just saw how good this guy is playing against someone who's pelting the ball down,
1: <laughs> really? like John Isner. From the height, And it sort of
2: it made us realise, wow, this guy is a real uh, performer, and it's not someone you can take lightly. Granted, Kukushkin's been in really bad form lately late. Like, he's not won many matches, but the form counts stands- in, in the big tournaments, and we've seen yeah. him in the big tournaments, US Open. He was ready for this, and um, he managed to beat Attila in the end quite comfortably.
1: Yeah, and I think... He now stands a very good chance in the next round against the seed uh, Christian Garin, who went to five sets with uh, well, two sets down. Blanche. He was
2: against Blanche.
1: Yeah, against Blanche. Yeah, and yeah, well done for coming back. But he's got to, surely that's going to be affecting his like fitness or his. Uh, he's going to be a bit tired after playing all those five sets. Yeah,
2: but I think I think Garin's one of them guys who's got stamina. Yeah. At the I'm, end of the day, I'm these clay court so. players—they've—they've they've got a lot of stamina. We've seen it with Dominic Team as well. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's and Garen's not—he's one of the high-end players as well. We, he started 2020 in brilliant form, won a few titles, and um, he's not someone you want to be playing if you if you want an easy match. He will always give a good match. He's quite a consistent player as well. That's what that's what surprised me that he went two sets down, but it just shows his resolve and fight. We
1: got,
2: and like I said, his stamina to be keep going and and coming back and win it in five.
1: Well, Blanche is a decent hardcore player, and he's obviously yeah. U.S. from the US, so playing at home. It's always difficult to play yeah. against those uh, home countrymen, but it just goes to show he came out of the block slow. Garen, we haven't really seen over the break, really, have we? Playing yeah. much tennis, so that's probably why it was a bit slow, not like lack of uh, match fitness, let's say. And yeah. yeah, just did well, got over the line. Now we'll see him up against Kakushkin in the next round. Nice, that
2: Nice one. And then moving on to another quarter, this is yep. one of my most fascinating ones and one I really wanted to talk about a lot. Yep. And it's one of the matches I watch quite a bit of, because for me, you know how much I like David Davidovich for Kina. Yeah. He's, and one of he's the a young player. Next really, gen. Yeah. He's a next gen player. One of the, one of the new crop coming through and he's not really performed on some of the big occasions of late. It's been a bit disappointing, but he saved a lot for this one and he played ridiculously well against one of arguably one of the best up and coming uh, hardcore players in the game right now. Dennis Novak. Dennis Novak, and yeah. he is really good. Yeah, he is everything you would want in a player. Like his whole ability-wise, like his skill set is crazy. And to be able to beat him is a massive scalp early on. I didn't think he was going to do it as well. It took him five sets. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> Looks like that lasted um, him though. In that last set, he just suddenly had the extra and en- more energy. Well, yeah, I'll be honest. Dennis
2: Novak, during the beginning of the, of the match, was the better player by quite a distance. Like he, was, he just looked a lot stronger. Uh, yeah. And Fakina was quite lucky, really, to be staying in a lot of the points and just sort of scraping by and holding serves when yeah. I didn't really feel like he deserved to. But then as the match did go on, he sort of wore him out and sort of worked, him, worked out his game a lot more. Yeah. And then Fakina really came into his own and had a brilliant fifth set where he come through in that. It's
1: incredible. Like, they bageled him in the, in the fifth.
2: Yeah, yes. and then that sets up a really exciting second round match against Herbert Hukac.
1: Yeah, her- H-
2: Herbert Hukac,
1: is it? Yeah, Hukac. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact pronunciation. Yeah, it's it's another one of
2: our good ones. Yeah, <laughs> but uh... and I'm gonna put, go put it out there. I think Fakina's gonna beat him.
1: Whoa, that's big. Uh... That is big. Yeah,
2: I'm I just not, feel like I'm I think he's good convinced.
1: enough. I'm... I really think he's good enough. This guy. I'm. I. Her. Herkaz is really top level on hard as well. I'm not sure about that. But one.
2: you've seen her. He's a bit disappointed at times. you you not think? There's so many times where you just watch him and he just disappoints, like where he's not able to reach the level he can play at and ends up losing matches. Yeah. Granted, he won the first the first round quite easy. Yeah, yeah. 3-0 against Peter... Gojovic. Okay. Go
1: Peter Godjovic. Yeah. Or yeah, that's a bit of a mouthful, that one. Uh, that, that one's a difficult one. <laughs> Apologies if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think he's been playing a lot of tennis throughout the the whole of this summer. So mm. that's why I'm fairly convinced that he's at least ready for the matches. Like it's shown there, he's gone through in straight sets. So you're fancying Hubert to win that one? Yeah, he's, played so, he's only played three sets, whereas Davidovich Fakina's got five sets there. It's, Slightly longer on call. Mm,
2: he's a young player; he can do it. I'm, yeah, I'm, can. I, f- I have a lot of faith in him. I just Devil's love him. advocate, I think though. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll see who's right on that one. And then moving on to the other uh, few games in that quarter, we had Monarino versus Soneiga.
1: Yeah, man, uh, I that was quite
2: tight. To be fair, Monareno managed to come out on top. Wonderful. Obviously, there's a yeah. Well, there's a lot of controversy with him even being allowed in the tournament. Obviously, Pear is tested positive for coronavirus um so and he's had contact with pair since so it's like why is he there but apparently there's a lot of rules like after the match he come out and spoke about it saying how um he's very uh restrictive in the bubble like he's not allowed to do certain things he's got he you know, he comes through the back entrance he gets his food delivered to him on an app yeah. uh he's not he's got no contact with anyone basically and he's very much uh secluded I think there's 11 players following this same protocol, I believe.
1: Yeah, there's a lot um, of controversy about this whole bubble thing as well. And just there's a bubble within a bubble. And what, <laughs> I don't know what's going well, on in this At tournament. the end of the day, in Cincinnati,
2: Guido Pella was unable to play.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: That's the so thing. So what makes, what is any difference to this? There's no different. Yeah, it just seems super unfair on Hugo Delian and, and Pella, really, because they were unable to play Cincinnati for basically the same thing. But yeah. yeah, there's a whole bunch of players that love playing the US Open. It's just double standards. And they've been questioned on it, but they just seem to completely avoid the the question because at the end of the day, they don't have an answer for it because it's not right. Like if you allow one thing, you, you can't allow the other. But I don't know. It's just not it's, not it's not really a good look. And I can understand why Pella and Delian are really upset by it.
1: Yeah, and they've got these other things which are sort of happening in some of the other matches as well. Another match we should probably touch on, which I noticed at the end. Probably the big upset of the whole first round, which was big Steve Johnson, another uh, big, we're big fans of on the podcast and he took out John Isner in the first round in five sets and what an incredible match. I'm so surprised that he was able to win these, this match on a tie-break as well. Well, considering
2: obviously... <laughs> that John Isner won two sides, he won the two tie-breaks what was had before prior. <laughs> exactly. So you're thinking a fifth-set tie-break is perfect because the other sets, what um, Steve Johnson won, were both 6-3, if I recall. Yep,
1: that's it. So
2: it's like it just very, it looked very good for just the final set to be 7-6, John Isner, but it yeah. wasn't, wasn't to be. And Steve Johnson it. played an incredible match. Wow. So Presto, John Isner, big time,
1: sort of worked him out. And then they shook hands at the end, which was the controversy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And a
2: lot of people are hitting out on that because it shouldn't be allowed. Like, there's people calling yeah. for the players to be fined. There's some people going even further saying they should now be kicked out of the tournament. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I sit with it. It's just a bit, a bit arrogant, I felt. I felt like it's arrogant to be doing that. Just respect the fact that we're having a tournament in these times. People yeah. are losing their lives. It's a really serious thing. Just even if you don't really believe in it, out of the whole respect for other people who do, just hit rackets. Don't have to shake hands. Don't make a big deal of it. And it would yeah. seem to be like they were trying to make a point by doing it. And it just... Yeah. For me, I didn't like it. I just thought it was just unnecessary.
1: They must have been. They're two Americans, and they probably know each other very well. And they they could have even done that off camera somewhere, and no one would have got to see it. Yeah, but, but that's I why I say to... it's arrogant, because they, yeah. they
2: wanted to make a point that they were doing it, I felt.
1: Yeah, it would have had to have been like that. Why else would you just do it in front of everybody? But... We don't want to throw big Steve under the bus. We, uh, we want him to see him do well in the tournament, and we hope he still stays in, but just don't do it next round. Just uh, keep your hands behind your back or something. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: don't know. But just to back, go backwards a little bit.: Yeah, yeah. We, we skipped over a big match, which was Jack Sock Cuevas.: yeah, well, that's going that's... to be the next matchup for Manerina. Exactly, uh, yeah. in the second True round. Right. And it turns out the American prevailed in a which was a very tight, uh, tight match. Probably ties around, I'd say. Yeah, you could say so. I watched quite a bit of it as well because I was interested to see how it was ending, and especially with the fact that Cuevas was serving for the match. He was up thirty love, went thirty all, and couldn't hold on. And Sock pulled out some really good shots and showed us how good this guy is. And we've known Sock for ages. Like uh, he's three hundredth in the world at the moment, but he was the guy. Like he was top. Whatever, top twenty in the world. Top eight, I think he was top he? ten for a while. Yeah, yeah top yeah. ten. So we know that he's got the ability. He's always been known for his power, his powerful forehand. He's obviously, got quite a consistent, strong serve as well. Uh, I'm sure he knows the courts very well as well. Hometown, yeah. and um, yeah, he just he was just too much for Cuevas in the end. Cuevas has not been in very good form, but one thing we can say about Cuevas is he's able to pull off a very spectacular shot. Oh. which he's been known to do <laughs> throughout his career. You, if you look at high highlight reel, it's one of the best yeah, yeah. in tennis, I feel. He's... And um, this one was nothing short of that.
1: No, I we'll pop it up on the screen so people can have a look yeah. at this uh, bizarre <laughs> winner that he managed to hit from sitting on the floor.
2: <laughs> and at the time, which was the fifth set, tiebreak as well. It wasn't like it, a, any random no, it point, wasn't, it, was it was a just, big point as well. And then
1: Jack Sock nearly like managed, well he was diving over the court. I think he to just China. threw his racket at, it at that point. I know, it was pretty crazy to see this type of shot at this time in the match. But maybe he was just that tired and that's what happens when you get to that point in a five setter. Yeah. I, like, I just thought it was just a very entertaining match and that was the yeah, main yeah, thing about that match. I thought the clash of styles was just the best thing just like watching Cuevas's backhand for the whole match it's just like such a nice technique and such yeah. <laughs> just the smooth like action of it and just watching him ping winners off it like pretty consistently through the match and jack sock was having some real problems with it but just goes to show jack sock is on still on the comeback so, so, he's, so
2: what do you make for the next round now manorino so, do you think manorino's got too much him?
1: I would say he probably does. But I don't put anything past Sock because you know what he's capable of. And now he might be more fired up having got that win over Cuevas, who's still a really good player. I mm. think that you could see Jack Sock make it squeeze into a third round. Yeah. Why not?
2: So just to finish off that quarter, we had Pablo Lorenzi versus Nakashima. Wow. Well. And the big guy, Nakashima, obviously, Lorenzi's the experienced man on tour, been there, done that. But Nakashima's first slam lived up to the bill. Did him in three sets. The final set was a very close one. And uh, I thought Lorenzi at one point was going to nick it in the tie break, but was unable to. And Nakashima was (laughs) was strong on one.
1: Too too good, isn't it? That's incredible, really. I think this just really shows the calibre of, well, what we've been talking about over the past six months, eight months. Just kept on ever since the start of the podcast. It's just been the name that's been on there. Yeah. And now we're going to be treated to something which is... Fantastic, and I can't wait. It's probably, I don't know, we're not going to see this in the other second round match yet. But so far, my tie of the second round, which I'm guarantee I'm going to be watching, is Brandon Nakashima versus Alex Zverev, who came yeah. through in four against Kevin Anderson.
2: Well, I know before you was predicting maybe Anderson could win that match. You don't really fancy Zverev too much, do
1: you? I, th- and... I, th- I thought he could definitely take a set off him, and it was just thinking like if the Zverev that turned up against Murray, because I don't think Murray is really back to his best, and he lost to Murray. And I think Mm. Anderson might be slightly fitter than Murray. But I don't know. He proved us wrong when Zverev's on the comeback now, I think. I I think we could see some bigger... This is going to be a real test. This could be a potential top 20 player for the future, for sure, in Nakashima.
2: This is really exciting to see where Zverev is at with his tennis at the moment, to see how he deals with someone like Nakashima. Um, I, th- I think Sverum is going to do him, but we'll see what
1: happens. Do You think so? I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going go with Nakashima. I N- always N- go
2: against Sverum. <laughs> that's why
1: <laughs> I do. There's always certain players that I just go against, but I always go with Nakashima though. So that's why it's sort of a no-brainer this for me. Yeah. I've got I've got to back the lad because I just want to see him do well in this tournament. We've been looking forward to someone of this like bright prospect to just come into a tournament and now he's finally got the chance just want to see him just because if he was to get through that you would have the winner of Manorino sock, and I'd fancy him against either of those as well
2: yeah I agree I think he's got more he's got a lot more chance against either of them than Sverev yeah exactly but that's why I think it's a good chance for Sverev because if he gets through he's got a good chance against either either of them as well so
1: exactly and then you could see him set up what could be... Well, we've got Norrie in that side of the draw as well. We've also got, obviously... Davidovich, Davidovich Kina, mate. Yeah, don't rule him out.
2: <laughs> but anyway, wait, just before we uh, move on to the women's, what I wanted to say about the Sverev match was, I thought it was really nice at the end. Did you see um, his brother, the other Swerev, on the on the Zoom oh,
1: Misha. call? Misha, yeah.
2: Yeah. He was on there and he was waving.
1: It's <laughs> nice it, took, to it, took,
2: it took Alex a bit by surprise. He wasn't really expecting
1: it. But... <laughs> I to uh, see his brother popping up there.
2: No, <laughs> it's a nice moment. I think it's good that they're using technology in an in a important Got way. Got to.
1: One that I just wanted to bring up, which was quite a significant one, which was sort of tie of the round we didn't really discuss before, which was Denis Shapovalov up against Sebastian Corda. I thought that one was a real interesting match because Korda we saw play against Rusevori and he pretty much had Rusevori. He had, I think he even had match points against Rusevori yeah. and lost, which is as good as being beating Rusevori nearly. But he took a set of Shapovalov in this match and I think Korda could be one to watch for the future. Shapovalov made it easy in the last set or maybe last two sets, but that was a real... Tough test with Shapovalov, but he just managed to get through. He just had that bit of a little bit more big match experience, I yeah. think just helped him through. And now, another big match in the second round the Kwon Soon. he's up against against Shapovalov. Now, that's a real good match. And I think I was worried that Kwon Soon was going to get through his first round match because he was up against Tyson Kwiatkowski. And, uh, yeah. Managed to well I've just
2: realised we've actually missed out so many matches at the top, the
1: top end <laughs> I know yeah that's what I was going to say that so let's sex. actually
2: go through these we've not got loads of time because there's going to be a really long podcast let's just go through some of them so we had Mo beat Sousa <laughs> 3-1 yeah, that yeah. was the last game of the day so I didn't see any of that but that's good for him Struff sure. beat Martinez we predicted that in 3-0 we have Buster going to five sets against Uchiyama didn't see that happening but no. Buster come out on top managed to win that Kruger beat Sousa the wild card. And then we had Brankis beat Gael. Yeah. Gael was causing a bit of upset there in that match. He was um really looking quite strong in the, in the second set. He managed to win that second set. And then I think he kind of faded away a bit. We know how good this the other uh, Brankis is because oh. we saw him against Djokovic not too long ago and he was giving him a good game.
1: Yeah, and he's up against Johnson next, isn't he, Steve Johnson? Yeah. So that'd be a good match. You've mentioned
2: me sapovalov off Corda. Yeah, that was a really good match. Something we, we should have spoken more about. Uh Su Wu come through in the end. Wasn't looking very good at one but at one stage, but managed to do it. Yeah. Jill Simon, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You rarely say them words in close uh proximity. <laughs> well, he was able to beat Safwat in 3-0. And then another really tight match was uh Fritz Quetfar.
1: Yeah. Quepfer, who Fritz,
2: was, I was really impressed with him that he was able to beat him as comfortable as he as he did in the end. Kwepfer's a really good player. So Kwepfer took took a set off him, but
1: took a set off Medvedev as well. If you, don't, if you remember, yeah, in, yeah, I remember that the last one. Yeah, so yeah, that one, I think that was one of the ones we were really looking at closely. But Fritz proven himself, I think. Yeah. good.
2: Go down the next one, krajinovic Weimar. And, yeah, very comfortable for you. Know, we, kind of, we saw that coming. Didn't we? we didn't see any upset there. Uh, another really... This is a really good match, actually. Pullman's Duran. Yeah. So, Duran, obviously, is in the top 100 now for the first time. And uh, it's really good to see him have a good result and manage to beat Pullman, who we know is a really good player.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought this was going to be the one I thought would be an upset for Pullman's going through. He was a very big underdog. I yeah. thought there was a chance he could go through in this match. But he was two sets to one up at one point and yeah, just Javon too strong in the end.
2: Well,
1: yeah. Another rhyme. Another <laughs> where, little rhyme. <laughs> he's up against Krajanovic in next round, so I think his run's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Another one I want to talk about is uh
2: Harris Chechenato. Chechenato is one of them players who obviously should have come on my radar a lot in 2018, Roland Garros, where he made yeah, the yeah. semi-final, he had a really good run in then. And people were really dubbing him as like the next um player coming through in the on the Italian side, that like a really good Italian prospect. But since then, he's just done nothing really. And to be honest, mm. every slam he's played on, he's gone out in the first round. So aside from that semi-final, the first round of every other slam he's played in, he's gone out first round. So and it's more, it's more of that with this with this match, because he went out 3-0, Harris. We know how good Harris is,
1: but yeah, Come on, but you're a bit more from Chechinata, do you not think? I, thought, I was shocked really. I thought he would win one set at least. Yeah. But what not I close know?
2: At all. <laughs> another match. Well, your your wild card pick,
1: the one you well, thought who could your my dark horse. Yeah. Already out. So you've was, cursed him. I know. I would just think, well, from watching the match, the first two sets we're pretty close, to be honest. And I was surprised he lost the tie break to Goffan. Hmm. But I think the most evident thing in this match, and that was the thing that worried me the most, was going to be the fitness of Opelka. And obviously yeah. we saw he had problems with his knee in the uh, Cincinnati Masters. And I think Goffin's, his speed around the court is just something to behold, really. Yeah. I think he, he was... And his passing shots were sublime, he was just doing everything right, and Apelka didn't really have many answers. He looked like he was sluggish a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And that was, yeah, writing was on the wall. Goff found too good. And yeah. uh, I apologize to Apelka for cursing him. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, that's all of the first round matches for the men's we've covered. Yeah.
2: Um, well, that was a few, well, not all of them, sorry. That's only half of them. <laughs> yeah. We've got the other half tonight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so bring uh, you...
2: uh, before yeah. we get on to that, let's have a look at the women's. So we're probably not going to be able to do an extensive uh, analysis on them because we do have jobs to go back to, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, let's, let's ping out a couple of the standout performers in this first round there, which uh, I thought, well, let's just hit the main, the main headline Corey yep. Goff out of the US Open in the first round. And we said. It's no easy match there in the first round. They didn't do any favours.
2: Yeah, although I was saying that, I did think she would win that. I was a bit surprised she wasn't able to. I know she did. She, she, she wasn't the same Corey Goff I've seen. A lot of unforced errors, and Sevestova was just too strong for her in the end.
1: I thought it looked a little bit like it was a woman versus a girl. That was my analysis of that match, really. I think yeah. she didn't want to get beaten by Corey Goff. And so she sort of over, overpowered her a little bit. And it just became evident. I think that the experience showed as well. And she was, looked very determined, especially after losing that second set. She didn't look like she wanted to get beaten by Corey Goff that day. And, yeah, she didn't. She came through. Pretty impressive win. So, like, a good feather in your cap as well, having taken yeah. out a really bright prospect. She's going to be up against somebody who cruised through in the next round, who's uh, Kostyuk. Yeah. Well, so I expect her to probably go through again, though, against her. Yeah, but she probably touched on the first seed as well, Caroline Piskova. Yes, we should. Uh, it's good to see her back to
2: winning ways. Seems like yes. a while since she was last one. And um, it didn't look yeah. good. Started off, went down a break straight away. Yeah. Managed to come in, come through and, and win that match, which sets up a good second round against Caroline Garcia. Yeah after Garcia beat Paolini he's a really good player but predominantly more uh, of a clay court player I'd say yeah for sure Um, then we've got here we've got Bellis beat Korpach she was the wild card pick close obviously very familiar with the courts in America Um, Jim Brady Brady continuing a a brilliant form so far beating Blinkova who's a really good player so that sets up a good second round, Belis-Brady. I think Brady is too strong for it, to be honest. But I don't know no about
1: matter. that. You never know, but I think that would be a really close match, that one. It's a bit weird the way it's been set up as well, because we've got two Americans that will now face each other in the next round, and then we go a bit further down. We had both the Germans went through. Kerber oh, yeah. knocks out Tom Janovich, 6-4, 6-4. And then Friedsam knocks out... Dolehyde, 6-2, uh, yeah. two, two. So now the battle of the Germans there in the in the next round. Well,
2: it's good to see Kerber back on court. It seems like ages since I've seen her play tennis.
1: Um, okay.
2: And she looked quite... It was a very commanding uh, win, actually.
1: Yeah, and that was the one I thought would go to three, to be honest. I thought it was going to mm. be the closest tie of the round. But Kerber looks like she's going to mean business this tournament, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, my closest tie of the round before the round was played was actually Lee Roots. I thought Roos would have won that match, but I I can understand how both players are very evenly matched, I feel. But it looks like here, Lee won and beat Roos.
1: And that sets up another All-American affair. (laughs) Alison Risk has gone through against Tatiana Maria. That was uh, comfortable as well. Alison Risk, I think she's one to watch really. and She's always there or thereabouts. So I think,
2: well, the back end of 2019, she was a really good player, wasn't she? She was in yeah. a really good uh, battle form, winning a lot of matches in a row. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe she's looking at it now. I can kind of see with her path. She could potentially be one of the, I don't know, would you classify as an outside sort of uh,
1: tip? Possibly, but if she comes up against Kerber in the next round, then...
2: She's 13th seed, so I guess so. But I just think, yeah. I don't know, I think Risk will beat Kerber.
1: It's possible, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. But anyway, um, moving on, we've got Vondrasova, very comfortable against Greek yeah. men and didn't really stand a chance. Yeah. And um, Sasnovich Lorenzi. I was surprised this went to three. I thought yeah. Sasnovich would be too much for her, but Lorenzi's played a lot of tennis late, and um, it showed in that could match have, because it was quite close. Could but have that's lost. Let's have a really exciting second round, Sasnovich Vondrasova.
1: That is a good one. That's one of the one of the top ones so far we've seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a shame they're playing so early, though, them two. It'd be nice of have them more towards like a quarter-final or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, who else have we got in, in this draw? Put and Sabre went through fairly easily.
2: Well, I can actually talk about the uh, Golubic-Lapko uh, uh, yeah. match. Because I was watching quite a bit of that. It ended like two in the morning or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I was watching that at two in the morning, but I was. And, um, yeah, I just with this match, Lapko's not played tennis for a while. So you was expecting Golovich to sort of come out a bit better. And she, she was playing really good tennis. She won the first set 6-1. Second set, she was up 4-1 with, mm. a, with a, I think, two breaks to serve. Yeah. And was just, after that moment, she's collapsed. I've never seen something like it. She just couldn't do with it. She ended up getting broken back a few times and ended up losing that set. And then the third set got broken relatively early on. And yeah. just could never, never found her feet. She had a few break opportunities to get back into it, but couldn't take them. And um yeah, she ended up losing the match and to a be fair shock to um,
1: that as well. Lepko. It was a shock,
2: but to be fair to Lapka, she played it was really powerful. I was surprised at how deep she was hitting the ball and how powerful she was and
1: Yeah, you'll be shocked to probably know that she's two hundred and thirty places below her in the rankings as well. And Golubik has actually been playing in the off season whereas Lapko hasn't been playing. So it's just a bit of a shocker. Like yeah. that's real, like Real confusing result, that one. So, what happened? Yeah. Bit, yeah. So, so
2: Let's continue. just go through some of the more comfortable results, really. Kvitova beat Begu 2-0. Kozlova beat Whitney uh, Osioigi 2-0. Um, and Flipkins beat Peterson 2-0. Them three, for me, very uh, plain sailing. They got their breaks early on. It was just they just wasn't able to come back, the, the opponents. And that sets up with an interesting second round match, Koslova, Kvitova. I think Kvitova would do her, but you never know. And then Pegula, Flipkins in the other one.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, one, oh, we've not spoken about some, one of the main ones, Naomi Osaka. She went through, but not without some sort of problems there in the seconds. It's still of like the Osaka of old. Started really strong. Second set, some uh, head went somewhere, and yeah. and her opponent Doi, obviously another Japanese player. Yeah, she, I mean, she's good, but I didn't put her really on Osaka's level, really. And just shot, it's always shocking when Osaka loses sets to these people, and then second, like third set comes through 6 2.
2: Yeah, but you've got to remember in that second set, she was down 5 2, I believe, she went back to 5 all. And I then know, she lost that's... if for some reason she lost a slip of concentration. It happens in tennis. At the end of the day, these are all top athletes, at the top of their game, a lot of them. Um and yeah, it just seems to be that she lost that set. But then the third set, it was really quite easy for her, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean she's up against Camila Georgie now in the next round.
2: Where... Yeah, she's still supporting also sorry, one thing Asaka still doing yeah. it's, uh, repping rep the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, she's yeah. wearing a mask for Brianna Taylor. Um and yeah, that's so good for her. She's got, she's got a mask for uh, every round until the final. So hopefully she gets all the way to the final.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, she's representing well and she's doing it in her own way, which is a really positive message that she's putting out into the world. And hopefully more people can uh, follow suit and do similar things to like, she, like she's doing in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she'll be facing Camila Georgi in the next round. Then we have had a really well. We had spoke about Kostyuk. She had an easy first round. Yeah, uh, there was which was the other one. Uh, the other one, which I am surprised you had not uh, brought up yet. One of your favourites cruised through Rybakina. Yeah, six three six love there against Zavatska, and she mm-hmm. sets up a really interesting meeting now with Shelby Rogers, which yeah. uh, we know how good she's been playing recently. I think that is one of the ties of the second round. Oh, well, and I've missed out one there, which could be another one. There's some really interesting ones.
2: No, this is the tie the one you're gonna say now, Kaja Kaj- Juvan, Yeah, Convate. I think was my pick in three the tournament. And she looked really good. She lost the first set, but then after that she was alright to come back and Litzed played well. Yeah, and then Cadja Juvan as well won it in two sets. So I mean, hopefully I really Contervate like for my selections uh, sake is able to beat Juvan, <laughs> but we'll
1: Indeed. See what I know, and uh, yeah, I think that sums up all the matches. Uh, we've got some interesting ones coming up today, so we'll just bring an update on all of those uh, tomorrow for you. Yeah. All of the all of the. But we've got our pick. Obviously. Well, there's
2: just so many matches. I feel like maybe for the for the se- for the second lot of first round matches, we'll maybe pick out a few of them rather than going through all of them. There's a lot of matches we didn't necessarily watch or know too much about, really, but you can share our opinion on, on quite a bit of it. So far, I thought it was a really successful first day. It seemed like everything was running smoothly. Yeah. Um, it was weird not seeing fans in the stadium, yeah. but I think it's working, I must admit. I'm kind of being persuaded. I like the fact that they're using a bit more technology and stuff. The whole fact with is and shaking hands at the net, that's just ridiculous. Need to stop. It's not necessary. Hopefully, no one else follows suit and does that. And then bring on tonight and more tennis. That's it. And no sleep.
1: That's it. (laughs) None. None for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
2: we'll bring out another podcast tomorrow. Hope you guys like the video. Make sure you to subscribe and like the video if you've not already. And we'll see you next time.